Hey everybody, welcome back to Candid Kemi. I'm Libby. I'm Jude. I'm Shruti. And I'm Julia. Today in our second episode, we're going to be talking all things Expo and recruiting. So what is Engineering Expo? Anybody want to go? I'll take this one. Engineering Expo is a career fair that helps to connect employers with students for internship, co-op, and full-time job opportunities. It is only open to UT Austin students and alumni. Expo is held twice a year, once in the fall semester and once in the spring semester. In the fall, Expo is organized and hosted by the Student Engineering Council. And then in the spring, it's hosted by Engineering Career Assistance Center, which is ECAC. Does anyone want to talk a little bit more about what ECAC is? Sure. So Engineering Career Assistance Center is a UT office, which is a part of the Cockrell School of Engineering, and it helps guide students through the recruitment process and provides career counseling. They hold workshops throughout the semester that go over resume building and networking, and they'll also review your resume for you. Yeah, I've gotten my resume reviewed by ECAC a couple of times, and they definitely caught little mistakes that I would have never caught myself. Yeah, I highly recommend. They have um, resume templates on their website, and you can kind of use that to build up your resume, and then they'll look over it for you. Also, now that we've gone online, they have a little checklist that you can go through to kind of make sure that you're prepped for both Expo and then also prep your resume. Do we want to talk about how we prep for Expo, what we do beforehand? Yeah, definitely. So I've actually pulled up the document that I made for myself last year about research. So I guess one of the biggest things that a lot of people will tell you to do is research the companies that you want to talk to. So first that starts with a little bit of self-reflection about what industries you're looking to get into, um, how picky you're going to be. Definitely less picky when you have no experience, you can get more picky as you get some more experience. So looking back at my old document that I made last year, so what I did was I just went through the ECAC website with all the different companies that are going to be at Expo, and I would just literally first just write a list of every of all the companies I had any interest in at all, and then I would sort of rank them by which ones I thought were most interesting to least interesting. And I would look at what day they were going to be at Expo because Fall Expo is two days. So some companies will only be there for one of those days. So I would make a plan of which companies I wanted to talk to the most um, on each day. And then the next thing I would do would be to go to that company's website and read through what they're about, um, what their company culture looks like, so that you can you can know how to connect with them. And then any any projects that they've worked on in the past that you think are really interesting so you have a conversation starter. And I would definitely just print out these notes and take them with me. So right before I talk to a company, I would read them over so I knew what to lead in with. Mm -hmm. Something I'll also mention is you can actually filter the list of employers by what major they're looking for. Because some companies are only looking for like civil engineers or chemical. So it's good to kind of get a feel for what companies even want students from your major. Not to say that you shouldn't apply if you have the skills necessary, but that's a good way if you're getting overwhelmed by the amount of companies, putting that filter in will kind of help you have a good starting point. 
something else I'd also recommend is looking at the actual job titles that they're offering for internships so you have something to talk about with the recruiters because if you just want to work for them but you don't really know what job it can be hard to say why you're interested but if you have that specific job title that you're interested in you can kind of start thinking about what skills do I have that I could bring to this specific role. I think the filtering is very important to just make sure that a company wants your major before you go talk to them because I remember last year I was in a line and I remember a girl came up and she was like I just went and talked to so-and-so and they're not even accepting petroleum engineers and she was like shocked and angry that she waited in the line and they weren't accepting it even though like what their company did made her assume that they would accept PGEs and I think that's also important to make sure that they want if you're looking for an internship make sure the company wants interns and they're not just looking for full-time or vice versa. Yeah, and even if you don't qualify for a specific job at a company for that year, if you're really interested in what the company does, it never hurts just to go and have a conversation with them um, because it'll lead to possibly an internship the next year or a full-time role once you graduate. Um, so it never hurts to just make those connections if you're super interested in what a company does. Mm -hmm. And even if you can't necessarily intern, it's still good to go to Expo. I remember my freshman year, I knew I wasn't gonna intern that summer. So I just went around and said, I'm not really looking for an internship, but I'd love to learn more about your company and the positions you have open that I could apply to next year. And that took a lot of the pressure off because I wasn't really trying to get something from them besides information. So even if you're not necessarily looking for a job um, right then and there for a company, it's still really helpful to learn more about what their um, interests are and how they align with what you're interested in. Yeah, and I would also, some advice is try to be true to yourself and your interests as much as possible. So one thing that I'm really interested in, as I said in the last podcast, is sustainability and the environment. And if I went to talk to an oil and gas company, I would like say that flat out. Well, maybe not in those words, but I would say it like I'm really interested in like energy transformation. Um, so wording it in a way that's not attacking them, but still being true to what you're interested in. Um, and not compromising your own like morals or beliefs. Another thing I think is really important before you even start this process is figuring out what you want to do. I think Julia briefly touched on this, but it's really easy to get sucked into all the companies that Expo has because I think in the fall there's more than like two or three hundred of them and it's really easy to see all these big companies and just want to apply because you think it would be cool to work there but it takes a lot of time because you'll have to research all of them and just like waiting in line to talk to them and you don't want to waste your time. So it's easy. I think Michael Powell, he's the director of ECAC. He mentioned that you want to start, like you want to set a target. So if your target is working in the oil industry, you want to only focus on oil companies and maybe you can branch out a little bit into maybe like, um, like processing companies, like oil processing companies. Um, but you really want to stick to that one area because it'll make your life a lot easier. Do we want to kind of talk about what Expo even is? Um, the traditional Expo this year will be virtual, so we really can't offer advice on how to navigate that interface because none of us have had experience with it. But if you kind of just follow along with what we've been talking about and try your best, 
you'll be as prepared as you can be in a situation like this. But I think it might be useful for us to kind of talk about what the traditional in-person expo is even structured like, how it goes, kind of walk through what that day will look like. I think, can I, I'm going to say one thing about online expo. I went to like the big, what the, whatever it was last semester. And I think the one thing that was important is like at traditional expo, you know, a company's there on day one and you'll know they'll be there for all of day one. Like it's just kind of assumed that they'll be there the whole time. But with the online platform, check the times that companies are going because they'll take lunch breaks for the online platform or some of them will at least. So you just want to make sure that they're there the whole day one and that you have to schedule your time around that because that's something that's different from regular expo. Yeah, I guess I can go through a little bit about how traditional expo, like the structure of it. So it's usually held in the Frank Irwin Center, which is the basketball arena. Um, it's a little bit far from like the center of campus. So they have buses running from the engineering side of campus over there. Um, so you can take one of those shuttles over there. And it, depending on what time you go, there might be a line of students waiting outside the Frank Irwin Center to get in. So you wait in that line, you go in, you have to show them your student ID, and then you make yourself a name tag. You always want to put it on your right side, right? Maybe? I really don't there's know. One there's side a side I never remember. Somebody always tells me when I go, like, which side to put it on. I'll let you know, like, name your major. Yeah, and what side of your blazer you should put it on. Um, and then there's kind of a generally like one-way traffic sort of flows. So you would just walk through the Frank Irwin Center and it kind of just like takes you around this large circle. Um, and there's gonna be booths of a bunch of different companies. And then eventually after you go through these like circles and like down a couple of floors of this, these giant just circles with a bunch of booths, you'll get to the main floor, which will be the basketball arena area. And then there's just like a bunch of companies on that floor. Um, so you would just stop and talk to whatever companies you want. If some of them have long lines, you can definitely like come back later. Even though traffic generally flows in that one direction, you're still allowed to go in the other direction. And that's, that's what I would say the structure is. And you can leave whenever you want. There's no restrictions on like, you have to stay for this amount of time, but yeah. Yeah. The companies that have a really long line, if you didn't research them, what I've done is just take out my phone real quick and just give a little refresher. And a lot of people do that. So don't stress if there's a company you really want to talk to, be like, oh, I don't know enough. Take advantage of that long line and use that. I would caution that like you don't want to look like you're on your phone mm -hmm. the whole time. You want to look engaged. So I would keep the phone to a minimum. Mm -hmm. um, often like I'll go to like the bathroom or something to check my phone because I know it's kind of looked down upon depending on like who the recruiters are if you're on your phone the whole time you're at Expo. Should we talk about dress code a bit? <laughs> yeah, dress, dress professional. <laughs> professional, yeah. And I have, you're gonna do a lot of walking and I really can't emphasize enough how comfortable your shoes need to be. I know me and Libby had a little incident at one expo. I had to give her one of my socks because she was, she was blistering. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, 
it was a pair of shoes that I like thought was comfortable and it was fine but then walking around for six hours kind of killed them and I had a really bad blister on one of my feet so just be careful and be prepared to kind of walk all day yeah. or stand up all day you're not necessarily walking but you're standing and I think Expo itself says that it's business casual, but when you go to Expo, I would say most people are dressed business professional. It's always safer to dress up business professional. So generally that just means adding like a blazer to your outfit if you're a lady or um, wearing like a tie and a jacket if you're a guy. But it's actually so shocking how many people don't follow the dress code and don't even meet business casual standards. Um, it's just really important because that's how you present yourself. Like you want to look good. So if you like Google images, business professional, it'll show you what's generally appropriate, but essentially for ladies, you just don't want to be too flashy. Um, you want to be modest. And then for guys generally just like a suit tie jacket. Definitely easier for guys, honestly, because there's like a formula girls, you kind of have to play around and like, figure it out more. It's, there's not one formula that will work. And you also have to carry around what's called a pad folio. And that's essentially, I wonder if I have. Oh, I yeah, think. I think I have mine right here. Let me open her up. Mine's in my car. A leather yeah, folder. It's essentially a glorified folder. Yeah. And it, it, what I like is it has like a little place for you to take notes on a company. So what I did when I went to Expo in years past, if I thought I had a really good conversation, I would take note of that to know like, oh, I have like a better chance or I should put more effort into this application, prioritize um, getting to know these recruiters better. And it has a little um, pocket for you to put in all your resumes. So that pretty much everyone who goes to Expo has a portfolio. Yeah. And if you're someone that fidgets with things like I am, I really like having something in my hand to hold so like I can sort of like grip it without showing that I'm being fidgety. Oh yeah. And I don't, as for the number of resumes to bring, I think it's always better to have more versus less. Some places won't take it, they'll just have you kind of scan it or they take a picture of it. But it's good to have one for each company you plan on talking to plus an extra. Do I recommend? So that yeah. should be between 10 and 15 resumes. I just always counted the amount of companies that I planned on talking to and then printed out a few extra resumes. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk about printing it on resume paper versus normal paper, but in my experience, it hasn't really mattered. I've just used normal paper. I don't know if, that, if I'm exposing myself by saying that, but what do y'all I've never printed on resume paper. I feel like it's more important what's on your resume versus the paper that you're using. So as long as your resume looks professional, I don't think that resume paper really makes a difference. I think it's sort of a waste of money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I always just use the free printing in the CPE. <laughs> never put more into it than that. Printing wise, I guess. Nice. So how do we actually talk to recruiters? How does that work? Does anyone want to take that question? Yeah, I can. I can say like what the formula was for me at least. So 
if I did know something about a company and like I had a prior interest in them, I would go up to them. I would introduce myself, make sure to say my first and last name, my year and my major. And then I would say, um, sometimes the recruiter will jump in and like start talking immediately after that. But sometimes, but you always want to have a question to start with because otherwise there can be an awkward silence. So I might give like the reasoning that I came to talk to them and then a question I had about a position or something I saw on the company's website um, just to kind of make that initial connection and then it'll flow pretty smoothly. And then at the end of your conversation, after you've asked all the questions that you want to ask, make sure to ask the recruiter if you can have a business card or if you can have their email so that way you can follow up after expo another thing that i would recommend when you're talking to recruiters is i would sometimes i'm definitely like nervous when i go to expo so i would go to a company that i didn't really care about first to kind of get my nerves out and usually that would be a pretty bad elevator pitch on myself I would like kind of stumble and then I would get my nerves out that way and then I could go to the companies I really wanted to talk to. Another thing that I like to do when I'm standing in line is kind of eavesdrop on other people. Um, it's really good to hear what they're talking about and what questions they're asking just so that like you have more information on the company if you need. Obviously you can't really do that online um, but from what I understand, it's going to be kind of a chat format where everyone can ask questions. Um, so you can still kind of have the same experience. And I'll say most recruiters, in my experience, they'll ask you for your resume. You don't really have to go through, oh, when do I give them the resume? But like once they have your resume, it's pretty common practice for them to kind of look through it and see something like, oh, tell me more about that. So as part of your preparation, it might be a good idea to look through your resume and make sure you can talk about the different things you have on there and how that makes you a good candidate for um, employment. I would and, say if you can't talk about something, it shouldn't be on your resume. Um, everything on your resume, you should be able to hold a conversation about and talk about. Yeah. And don't feel bad if a conversation doesn't go well. I think it's pretty common to think you're the problem of why a conversation didn't go well, but the recruiters are a person just like you, and they could be bad at recruiting. You could be bad at talking. You could both be good, but you just don't click. There's so many just factors that are outside of your control. So if a conversation doesn't go well, that don't put that on yourself. You've done everything you can. Maybe you and the recruiter just didn't click. But it's, it's very important to not get, I guess, caught on, oh, I messed up, I did this, because you did it, you're doing great. I've yeah, definitely had a conversation, or like multiple conversations, where I'll go up to the recruiter, introduce myself, and all they say is like, hello, can I have your resume? Okay, do you have any questions? Okay, bye. And that was it. And I mean, if anything, that also kind of shows you a little bit about the company. Um, because I know for those companies, like the recruiters that did that to me, I don't plan on going back. I had some similar experiences and it's stuff that you don't forget of you're like, oh, they had a really weird vibe or you asked them about the culture and they had a weird answer and you don't forget those things. And you're like, well, maybe I won't go back and talk to X company because I didn't really enjoy it it's a waste of my time and it's a waste of their time and there's plenty of other companies at expo you don't need to limit yourself 
And that's another important thing about Expo. Like it's not just about companies learning about you, but it's about you learning about companies. Awesome. Do we want to move on to the post Expo activities? Like what you're supposed to do after Expo? Oh yes, you've read my mind. <laughs> what eats up your next week? So the first thing that I always do is I apply online. ECAC has um, a career portal, as I want to say what the name is, but they essentially have a bunch of jobs posted and you can apply online. Because you'll, you'll notice that a lot of the positions, it'll say in order to be considered, you must apply like on our website, you have to do this. It's probably more for like human resources, HR, but it's a very important step. So I make sure to apply firstly to all the companies that I talked to and I thought were, went really well. So I try harder on those, maybe do a cover letter and my resume, a cover letter. ECAC also has examples, but it's essentially just elaborating more on why you would be the perfect person for this job. But I must admit, I don't write them very often. So don't worry if you're lazy like me, yeah. it'll work out. Yeah, so and going- what, what next do y'all think? Oh, I just wanted to go back for a second to applying online. You can also apply online before you even go to Expo and that'll give you another conversation point. Some, there's a couple companies that will have their online application close like before Expo even starts. So definitely check out like the online applications and know the dates of when they're gonna close um, because some will close before Expo even happens. Yes, and then some companies are kind of known for when you go to Expo and talk to them, like they have, want you to already have done this test or want you to already apply online and those things are kind of important. Very few companies expect you to not apply online and are going to give you an interview just from talking to them. I think of all the companies I've talked to at Expo, only one or two gave me an interview and like from Expo didn't tell me to do anything online. Like all I did was talk to them at Expo. And it was only one or two companies and that was it of the tons that I have talked to. Yeah, I would echo that. Mm -hmm. And you can also just apply online. If a company's not at Expo, but you're interested in them, apply online because you could stand out, you could get an interview. That's definitely happened in the past. So. Jude really went off on that last year. She applied oh. online to so many places. I was so impressed. Thank you. Oh, yes. And it's kind of nice because at least in the past, if you apply online and they didn't come to Expo, your interview will probably be over the phone, which I kind of personally prefer because it allows me to get my thoughts together. It's less nerve-wracking having to sit across from someone else. So maybe if you're a little bit shyer or struggle with face-to-face -face interaction, that could be a good option for you, just putting it out there. Is there yeah. anything else you'd recommend post-Expo? I think an important thing for me is if I have like a really good conversation with somebody or if I really want to talk to them again, I'll either email whoever I talked to if I got their email or if they're having an info session on campus, I'll make sure to attend that and just kind of reintroduce myself either to the same recruiter or a new recruiter and start a conversation again just to kind of make a second first impression, I guess. Yeah, follow-up emails are super important. I'm sorry. Can you, some, can you explain a little bit more about what an info session is? Yeah, so I guess they'll be online this year, but typically a company will hold 
info sessions on campus. Sometimes they'll provide dinner and it's a chance to be less formal, I guess, than Expo is. Normally I'm still wearing my Expo attire, but it's a chance for you to talk to a recruiter maybe for a little bit longer or ask a question that you've had since you talked to them at Expo or kind of just learn more about those companies because normally they'll have presentations about their internship programs or about their company and you can learn more about what you're applying to. I would also remember that Expo is not like the end all of your career search. Most people don't end up getting jobs necessarily or internships from Expo. You have to work a little longer and like there's always other opportunities like throughout the semester companies will come to recruit um, or even just like applying online to random companies. Um, it's also another way to get jobs. And if you don't get a job, that is fine. It's kind of like, I kind of link it to the college admissions process. It's like you do your application, you do everything you can, and then it's literally in the hands of people you've never met before. And there's so much that you cannot control. So you, sh you should definitely, definitely, definitely not attach any of your value to what other people think of you, especially based on one single sheet of paper and some facts about yourself, some arbitrary facts. You can't judge yourself based on that. If you get no interviews, if you get all the interviews, your, your value as a person has stayed the same. What other people think of you does not determine what you should think of yourself. If you don't intern anywhere, that is fine. If you intern every single somewhere, that is also good. I just, I feel like I need to screen that off of the mountaintop because there's so much stress around expo season of, oh, I need, I need to be the freshman that gets an internship or I haven't interned anywhere yet and I'm graduating, I need to intern. There's using statements like that can be really damaging because you don't really need to do anything. You just try your best and figure out what works for you. You'll still be okay in the end as long as you're trying your best and working on yourself as a person, not trying to make yourself into something you think strangers will like. If anyone yeah. wants to add, just, I have to get on my table. <laughs> Just to like add to the point that it's like all luck, I had an interview last year and the guy that was interviewing me was like, I don't know if you remember me, but I definitely remember you because we had this great conversation at Expo and I was think I was like, I know I didn't talk to you. I know I talked to the other recruiter at your booth. So like he definitely just got me mixed up with some other student he was talking to. So like that just goes to show like how much luck it is. Like he probably would have interviewed that girl if he had realized that like we weren't the same person or something so it's really a lot of luck so don't as Jude was saying don't get down on yourself because it's like 90% luck at this point and honestly you're gonna be working for the rest of your life or a large portion of it so once you graduate like you'll be working I know me I didn't even try to look for an internship for this summer because I knew that I wanted to like have fun and I knew like this would be the last time that I could have fun without stressing and honestly, like, that's okay. You're still getting great education, whether or not you get an internship. Um, you're, you still have value. Everything is still worth it and it'll all be okay. And I think that's something that I have to remind myself every year, especially when everybody around you has an internship already or has another interview or something like, your time will come. Maybe it'll be next month. Maybe it'll be next year. But 
everything will be okay and just like keep telling yourself that throughout the whole process yeah and since it is luck you won't get anything if you don't even try I know some people that they're too scared or feel that they're so unqualified that they don't even try to um try to put their resume out there but like you won't know if you don't try it doesn't hurt to put your resume out there if anything if a company is like oh they don't have enough experience if you get experience you can still apply again to that company like applying once your freshman year and them kind of counting you out because you don't have anything it's not going to hurt you at all to apply again the next year and again the next year like they're okay with you applying more than once if something on your resume changes or if nothing changes on your resume like don't ever count yourself out Yeah, I think that's a good note to end on. Like, <laughs> we, it's all just luck and just try your best, but none of your worth. Others as well. Very important to just focus on yourself and not get caught up in what other people are doing. A lot of companies have different timelines on things. The companies you like could do their recruiting in the spring and you might see all your friends interview and do all that stuff. But just wait, it's all going to be fine regardless of what happens. Good job, ladies. Is that all? Well, <laughs> I think so. Thank y'all so much for listening. And if you have anything you want to let us know, go ahead and email us at texasuchu at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>